0: and this is what you reside in the praises of the the people. Thank you, Jesus. So we know everything good is coming down from heaven. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Glory. Thank you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Glory to your holy name, Lord. Father, we are rejoicing because this is the day that you made. We are rejoicing in it. We thank you for the sunshine outside and inside. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. You have received the invitation that we have given to you with our praise and worship this morning that has invited your presence in. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you now i pray lord that you've got our spirits and our soul in a position to eat and drink from your table this morning to hear what the spirit of the lord has to say to us the body of christ father i thank you jesus glory to your name hallelujah jesus thank you father we honor you and we want to glorify your name in all the earth. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Oh my God, we are blessed with an interpreter in the house. Come up front. Ah, so that anybody that is on Zoom that needs to Need that interpretation. Now your brothers and sisters can come. Glory. Glory. Okay, today's message is called The Benefits Inherited by the Cross of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So now is the time for salvation. Now is the time for salvation. I'm going to turn, I have a whole lot of scriptures, so I don't have like one particular one that is supporting this message, but let's go over to 2 Corinthians 6 and read about salvation. The gifts that is here to bless those who have the inability to really hear, but they can be in tune to what's going on, and now is the day for their salvation as well as anyone else's. And I am grateful and thankful to God. And all of those who are still in hiding, you're missing a good thing. Praise the Lord, because in the presence there is healing. In the presence there is deliverance. In the presence there is joy. In the presence there is peace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the presence there is power. Hallelujah, Jesus, glory. Okay, 2 Corinthians 6, verses 1 through 2 says, When then, as workers together with him, beseech you also that you receive not the grace of God in vain. For he said, I've heard thee in a time accepted, and in the day of salvation I have secured thee or helped thee. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Amen, amen. Amen. So now what this scripture is saying we need to understand is those who allow the grace of God to pass them by without a response have received it in vain. Now do you hear, do y'all hear this? Those who allow the grace of God to pass them by without a response received it in vain. You know, all these little quiet, sophisticated Christians who say they're saved, Mm -hmm. but they don't have anything to say. Life offers no guarantee for tomorrow. Amen. So today, now, is the only acceptable time for sinners to respond to God's grace for the gift of salvation. Amen. Amen. And even more so in the times that we're living in right now because your joy and your peace is only going to come because you know a savior Amen. and his name is Jesus Christ. Amen. The world has nothing to offer us that will Amen. keep us in perfect peace. Amen. Amen. Now, for some of you, things may be going well. I mean, you got it going on right now. But the future is in promise. Nor are the victories. Amen. 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 And so, you need to know that there there is eternity after this life. And you to make a decision today to determine which eternity are you going to rest in? No, let me rephrase that cuz you aren't one of those eternities you won't be no resting. <laughs> which eternity are you going to be in? Amen. Okay, so I wanted the title as the benefits inherited by the cross of Jesus Christ. So I want to talk about the inherited benefits of believers. Now, as we explore scripture and for those benefits, saints, examine your hearts to see if you are benefiting from God's grace, amen? Okay, so one of the first benefits I wanna talk about takes us to uh, the book of Isaiah, and that's Isaiah chapter 59. And Isaiah 59 verse 19 says, so shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun when the enemy shall come in like a flood. The spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Now let me talk about this a little bit because all of those name it claim it folks This is how they would read this part of the scripture. When the enemy comes in, comma, like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall raise up a standard against him. That's not biblical. It says when the, why do the Lord have to come in like a flood to come against the enemy? No, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. That's an encouragement to let you know it doesn't matter how dark it gets, how dense it gets, who's in office, what evil is lurking. When the enemy comes in like a flood, God will raise up a standard against him. That's one of our benefits, but you need to know it. You need to know it because the more we say Things, the more we are actually feeling and sensing and seeing what God is doing in the universe. He's waiting to hear from the believers. Amen. 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 Now, the enemy in this particular verse means sorrow, adversary, afflicted afflictions, anguish, distress, your foe, trouble, tribulation. So when any of those things come in like a flood, God said, I will raise up my standard against them." What is God's standard? The word banner means standard. Okay? God's banner is his love. That's his standard. And that standard, when God raises up the love standard, Satan can't stand against it, nor can he come against it. When you lift up the name of Jesus. So what's going on with you right now? Barbara, do you need Jehovah Rapha? Raise up that name. It's a standard and it's a banner. And when you raise it up, what did the Bible say? God is your buckler and your shield. He will come against it. And when he comes against anything of darkness that represents Satan, Satan cannot refute it. Mm -hmm. The only thing he can do is shrink flee. And get to stepping amen Amen. Amen. because what we have to remember that the battle isn't about flesh and blood but it's a spirit and let me tell you when you start taking a bold step to stand for God no matter what to walk in his kind of faith the enemy shows up to shut you up and he's gonna do Whatever way he can do it, if he has to destroy you, kill you, whatever he has to do to shut you up, that's what he's going to do. That's why you can't give in to every natural force that comes against you because you will never speak, you will never stand for the Lord because this hurt, that hurt, this is in my way, I gotta do this, the list goes on. That's why you have to press against it so that you can stand no matter what. And when you stand, God comes in and work in what is needed. He will heal your mind, he will heal your body, he will move obstacles out of your way. He will lift you up so that you can keep on going. He will shoulder the problem. His shoulders was built for the government, not ours. So you stand and you push against the force yeah. and you say, Lord, you are my help. Yeah. Yeah. All my help comes from the Lord, from whence I lift up my eyes too. Yeah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, Hallelujah, Jesus. That is an inherited benefit yeah. by belonging to the Lord. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Another one is called, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. Yeah. The righteous runs into it and they are safe. We love to say that, but do we believe it? Because what you need to understand when it says, the name of the Lord, the name of the Lord, it means God's authority, his honor, his respect. So when you call on one of those names, you're calling on authority. And he has the honor of what his name says. He does what his name says he is. He don't go outside his name. We do, but he doesn't. And so when you call on that name, are you expecting to see the results of that name? Yes. Glory, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. And when it talks about strong, it means something that's powerful, yes. that is forceful. Hallelujah. It means strength. And when it talks about tower, a strong tower, yes. the tower is God's castle. All right. It's his pulpit. Uh-huh. So it is a strong, a strong, powerful castle. A castle if you've ever seen a castle, it is strong and it's large and it's high and nothing can get in and nothing can come out. Yeah. Nothing can get in. Yeah. So what was after you can't come in. And once you get in, you don't come out. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And not only that, because it is a, a, a strong tower, it says when you run in, you're going to be safe. You know what it means? You're going to be set on high. Hallelujah, Jesus. You're going to be set up high. I mean, you're going to be raised above your problems. It's a a little flash of eternity. Because, see, when we go to live in eternity with Christ, there's nothing can harm us. Nothing's going to come against us. You're not going to feel any of the things that you've been feeling here on earth. And so when you call on his name, you are experiencing what eternity is going to be like for a little while. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You're going to rise above the situation. You know what? All that the Bible says and will do is predicated on what you can believe. If you can believe it, then you can receive it. Do you believe? Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. And and another benefit says in Colossians 2, 6 to 10, I'm going to go there. And you are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. Oh, you are complete in the one that's ahead of all principality and power. So, okay, go over to uh, Colossians 2. Okay, Colossians 2, verses 6 through 10. And it says... As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. I I mean, we can start right there. But I'm going to say it again. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. If that's who you're claiming to be your Lord and and Savior, why aren't you walking in him? Why are you walking in CNN? Why are you walking in that? Okay. Seven. Rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as you have been taught abounding therein with thanksgiving. Oh, that's a mouthful. So, we're supposed to be rooted in, built up in him, established in his faith, abounding in thanksgiving because, see, when we're rooted and walking in those things, you're seeing the goodness of God, yeah. so all you can do is just give him thanksgiving yeah. for what you be, what your eyes are seeing. Amen. But it says, beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in him dwelleth all the ful- fullness of the Godhead bodily yeah. and you are complete in him yeah. which is the head of all principality yeah. and power. Yeah. Now this word right here could have just been the whole message and we could just stay on this forever, okay? Yeah. Because we don't see that. We're not falling into that. Okay, uh oh, Jesus help me Holy Ghost because I have to read, read those verses over again. Yeah. Lord let your word pierce our hearts and open up our souls beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men that's what they're accustomed to okay after the rudiments of the world and not after christ oh jesus You see, we the church have failed to preach the gospel but instead preach the here and now. What is the here and now? Name it, claim it. It's all about what I can get now and how it's going to make me happy. Yes. When you serve Jesus Christ, you don't know when things are going to come to pass. You just know they're going to come because He's a man of honor. His name defines his honor, okay? We have preached social living. It's all about how comfortable you can be, how wealthy you are going to be, and all of the places that you can go and do. That's that's that popular kind of message today, okay? That caused the churches to fill up. (laughs) Because everybody can't eat the truth. They can't digest the truth, okay? and the purpose purpose driven life purpose don't drive you jesus supposed to be doing the driving we should be driven by the spirit of christ who will fulfill the purpose he has for us we don't let purpose be the reason and the cause because see if that's your reason that's why you couldn't hang and stay because and until God say it's time, you don't move. Amen. And if you're looking for vainglory, then you can't wait till you hear from God. Amen. Amen? Amen. We preach philosophy instead of theology. All right. And theology will equip us to stand in the day of evil. Yes. Now, as a result of listening to bad what you I got philosophy, okay? bad messages, some believers are rendered powerless and they wanna blame the church that they're going to because they don't see people operating in power while they don't have power. You don't have power for the same reason they don't have power, because y'all not hearing the word and you're not hearkening to the word. So uh, don't be worried about what other people are doing so it can woo you in to power, okay? There are unable, to stand doing attacks and against the wiles of the devil, against principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, and spiritual wickedness in high places, which is what God said we have, we will come against. Okay, we sit and listen to the news with all of their reports views, and twist of the facts, and jesting that information 95% of our time, and, li- and listening to the word of God 5% of our time. Therefore, our hearts become the kind of soil that when the seed is sown, it falls by the wayside, and the fowls of the air comes to devour it up. It falls near your heart, not in your heart. Now, you need to understand, in Mark, Mark 4, when it talks about the sword who comes to sow the seed, the sower is God, the seed is his word, and he sows it in our hearts. Amen? Amen. Or it falls on stony ground, a heart that's hardened. It's been hardened by many different reasons of life. And it immediately, and and now let let me also qualify this because usually we talk about different things that have happened to you that cause your heart to be hardened. Do you know intellect hardens your heart? And that wasn't a bad thing that happened, you just used it as a bad thing because you thought you knew it all and it don't make sense to your logical thinking, okay? And so your heart becomes hardened. And it immediately sprang up because it has no depth. It can't sink in or it falls among among thorns and the thorns grow up and choke it and yields no fruit. That's a cluttered heart, amen? Amen. 95% leaves little room for 5% of the word, okay? So of course, those believers' hearts and minds cannot, will not be in agreement with what the Bible speaks, because the faith cometh by hearing. Now since the Bible tells us that faith cometh by hearing, and by the hearing of the word of God, I believe God is saying to be built up and to be encouraged properly, you must listen to him. So you need to reverse that. Be 95% in the word and 5% on the news. Because then you will be able to separate, divide, or choose whatever is true, whatever is honest, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely of a good report, but things that are virtuous and worthy of praise. Without the word, you can't make that sound decision. Because you become what you hear. Faith cometh, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing, and hearing, and hearing, and hearing, and hearing. So what are you hearing? I can tell you by your actions. I can tell you by your view of life. What you're hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing, because if you're hearing the word of God, it makes you look foolish. Hallelujah, Jesus! Oh yeah, uh, they re- they represent the majority in numbers, but believers in God and in His Word, we are the majority Amen. in power, yes. Yes. because power comes from God. Why? Because greater is He that is in us than He. All. Amen. That comes from First John four four. I'm gonna give you scriptures so you won't think that oh she just talking. You can go back later on and pull up these scriptures and read them to to support that. You've got to remember, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So you don't sit up and ingest what you hear from the world and let it be a standard for your life you've got to hear what thus says the Lord it eradicates what the world is saying yeah. If the world can't speak the truth like God is talking about yeah. you need to measure it with a grain of salt yeah. another benefit the word of God shall keep your heart go to Proverbs Amen. 4 yeah. Proverbs 4 and we're going to read verses 20 through 23 And it says, my son, that's generic, I believe, attend to my words, incline thy ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thy eye. Keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, For out of it are the issues of life. So what's in your heart? Amen. amen, amen. That was Proverbs 4, verses 20 through 23. Now, the word I, fitting in this particular scripture, which is a Hebrew meaning fountain. Mm. Now we know we hear in the Bible about the fountain of life. And God is the author of the fountain of life. And so when your eye is taken on his word, it's a fountain that's filling you with life. Amen. 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 Another meaning is continence. Your continence is predicated on what you allow to go through your eye. Amen. Okay? Yeah. Um, it's contentment, it's, it's how you begin to think and reason. It's knowledge that lead and guide you because the eye operating as a fountain is the eye of the landscape. Yes. Oh, help him, Holy Ghost. You, what you receive through your eye yes. determines yes. your belief system. Yes. Yes. That's why he says, son, keep my word yes. before your eye. Because it's real easy to get off course based on what you are bombarded with in this world system. So that's why you have to be intentional to focus on what thus says the Lord. Because otherwise it's easy to get off. Because remember, we were born in flesh and sin. And we have to fight against letting what we were actually born with to take control and operate over what we've been reborn. Yes. Amen. We have been reborn. Yes. So you don't let your natural instinct tell your newborn yes. spirit what to do. Yes. Amen. That was why you were reborn Amen. so that you can come out of hell yes. and reside in the kingdom of God. Yes. Amen? Amen. Okay. Another benefit, stay in Proverbs. We're just going to go over to verse, uh, chapter 21, 21 chapter. And we're going to read verses 1 through 3. And it supports this statement I wrote. It isn't over until God says so. For the king's heart is in his hand. It isn't over until God says so. For the king's heart is in his hand. Okay, uh, verses 1 through through 3, Proverbs 21. The king, king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. Yeah. And as the rivers, or another word, channels of water, <laughs> glory, he turneth it whether so ever he will or wishes. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. Every way of a man is right in his own eyes. But the Lord ponders the hearts or weighs those thoughts, okay? To do justice and judgment or to do righteous and justice is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Jesus. Amen? Amen. Now, it doesn't matter what man do or say, God has the last say and will deal out his wrath according to the crime. Even when we can't see that that something is wrong. That doesn't matter. Because, see, he told you in the first place, keep your eyes on his word so that you'll be able to discern what's right and what's wrong. Amen. Amen? Amen? He said, and also, he will deal out his blessings to the righteous even when others see you as being foolish or wrong. Now, let's go over to 1 Corinthians 1, okay? Um, Because we need to remember something in case what you stand for, uh, people are putting you down, and you don't have, you, you feel all alone. 1 Corinthians 1, and we're going to do verses 18 through 25. Okay? So it says, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. Oh, I need, you, I need some saints to pray with me. Oh, glory, glory, glory. Now, it, it, he, he's saying the, the, the message of the word, that's, the, the, that's what that preaching is all about. The message of the word, which is of the cross, is to them that perish. That's to the world. Okay? It's called foolishness. But unto us who are saved, it is the power. It is the power. You looking for power? That is the power of God. Amen? For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. It is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent or the proud. Ah, yeah. oh, Jesus, uh, this is good to me. I don't care how y'all see it. Yeah. Yeah. Help me, Holy Ghost. He says, for after that is in, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness a preaching yeah. preaching the message to save them yeah. that believe He yeah. don't care if it's just one yeah. he is pleased to have at least yeah. one to believe yeah. the message yeah. of the cross when they hear it okay yeah. so he says for the Jews required a sign yeah. and the Greek seek after wisdom they yeah. both had issues yeah. one couldn't believe unless they had proof of the belief okay The the other one thought they had all of the answers so they didn't have to believe. Is that the world that we live in today? Is that the political arena that we're in today? Okay. But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews a stumbling block and unto the Greeks foolishness. But unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God yeah, your theology yeah. your philosophy yeah. your philosophy yeah. is void yeah. okay yeah. and if you get into Christ yeah. you don't have to worry because he's going to reveal both his power yeah. and his wisdom yeah, right. and that's the theology of Jesus yeah. Christ we don't need to be listening to all this philosophy that is going on that making men rich And popular 25 because the foolishness of God because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men and yet we kick out what we hear because it doesn't line up with our understanding your understanding is limited if you're not in the Word of God I thought I was smart until I got saved. And then I realized how stupid, I used the word stupid rather than dumb because I was educated. But stupid because I was acting foolish. And I've come to some conclusions based on my intellect. And when I began to read the word, I realized how stupid I was. And God, thank God for salvation, because he turned me around. Hallelujah, Jesus. Set my feet on solid ground. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory. Hallelujah, Jesus. You know, in the Greek, because this is the New Testament, the Greek meaning for foolishness is absurdity, stupid, needless, dull. That's what they thought about Jesus and his word. Now, if the Jews and the Greeks thought that way of Jesus, rejoice if this is what people think of you. Because believers, you are in good company. (laughs) A true disciple of Christ, a real follower of Christ, and your reward would be in heaven as he equips you to live peacefully and joyfully in him on this in this lost earth on this side of heaven don't fret a true disciple of Christ a true follower of Christ that's what disciple means. don't fret don't worry about the labels people put on you because you until it's time for you to go on into eternity you are going to live peacefully and joyfully on this side of heaven and then you reap the greatest reward that you can ever reap on the other side. So give our Savior praise. Because darkness can't understand praise. (laughs) Nor can it stand up under it. Thank God that you are saved. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, because the, the Bible tells us in Matthew 5, 44, is he's, and actually Jesus is speaking in this verse. He says, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Why do you think Jesus would tell us to do all of that? Which is very hard against the flesh, but that's why we have to live in the spirit so that you can tell your flesh what to do and you do it in spite of and reap the blessing, let me tell you when you go against your flesh in your mind for Jesus Christ do you know after that initial going against he lifts you up and he gives you the courage and the power and the strength to do it more often without fretting and worrying and out, without looking back wondering about how people are going to feel how they receive you and all of that he'll He'll rise you up all past that. But the reason why you're still struggling because you won't take the first step. You got to step out into the deep. That first step was going to determine how far you're going to go in the deep or do you have to go down? Glory, 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 glory. And and, 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 and let me tell you, when you walk in, in faith and trust God in spite of, And knowing that people are coming against you, yet you choose to take the walk of faith rather than walking by sight. God is going to bless you. But guess what? Blessed is he who's not offended in me, saith the Lord. Don't be offended in the Lord. That means you are a believer. You're in the Lord. You don't let offense take over because you don't have to worry, because woe to the offender, says the Lord. Now Lois, woe to the offender. Those who offend God's righteous, who are standing by faith, because they don't understand and they can't receive, things begin to happen to them. If you don't understand it and you can't receive it, shut your mouth. Ask God to help you To hold on till you can better understand. I, well, just, you don't agree? Fine. But keep it to yourself. Until God can convince you that this is a a walk of faith. And though you may not be able to walk it, don't mess with my child who's trying to walk it. We don't let human beings determine when and how we take the walk of faith because the only thing that they can come against that walk with are natural things. If they can come and bring you a word out of God that tells you you're out of order, then it's time to listen to them. But if all they're doing is giving you their worldly understanding, their intellect, you don't have to receive that. Are y'all with me? Because we're in a battle right now, yeah, yeah. because we are in the last days, yeah. okay? And the enemy is trying to destroy all he can before Jesus returns, yeah. so you won't be able to go back with Jesus. Yeah. You need to understand that. See, too many of us think all our world is right now. This is preparation for the real world. This is like basic training. Here on earth, it's basic training for where we're really going to reside at, but rest for the rest for the rest of our days amen and if we don't get it right on this side then you're gonna miss it so you need to practice practice so you basic training that's what they do they practice before the war right to prepare you for the war bless the lord bless the lord it's time for salvation now is the time for salvation Amen. amen I'm going to pray a prayer but be- at the close I do have some things I need to um, bring out so that we as believers know how to pray and how to stand doing this time and in, in, in our uh, in our world right now amen uh, because um, God is not through amen. actually He haven't even begun He's going to do some stuff that's going to blow our minds. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Jesus. Uh, See, he he major in the impossibility. While we're fretting and worrying and plotting and planning and carrying on, he already have it all under wraps. He's just waiting for the body of Christ to wake up, confess, repent, turn, And trust in him. That's what he's waiting for. He's not waiting for the world to get right. He's waiting for us. And we're so busy in the band in agreement with what the world is saying that we can't even hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. You in order for us to operate contrary to what the world, you gotta know what God is saying. And because there's too many out there saying what the world says, you're getting it everywhere. And, and, you, and because of that, you think that is it. And this is what we need to expect. No, that's not how he operates. And that is not his intentions from the beginning. You've got to remember he is the beginning and the ending. Yes. Amen? Amen. And if you don't know Jesus, if you really don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, you can't hold on you're going to fret or you're going to fall in the mix that when he comes back you will spend eternity in hell. So we need to know who our savior is. Those of us who have confessed him as our Lord, we need to understand what his names are so that you know how to stand. You know that he has a name for every situation that guards you and tells you how you're going to get over. These other gods have one name, and it don't mean squat. He has a whole lot of names, and they mean everything that you are ever going to face in life. And all you need to know is know them. Call upon them. And when you call upon him, not only does he work what his name says, but it encourages you. It strengthens you. It reinforces you to be able to hold on when it was looking bleak. You'll rise up in the bleakness and the darkness and shout the glory and the praise unto the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. But that is if you belong to him. <laughs> Hallelujah, Jesus. And so. If you have not made the confession of faith, but you do believe that there is a God and do you believe that God sent his son, his name is Jesus to this earth to take on all of our sins, all of our disappointments, everything that we can feel in the flesh, he was sent here to take that upon him and nail it to the cross and then shed his blood for the transformation to come out of hell and sin but into the glorious kingdom of Jesus Christ do you believe that and he successfully done it because do you know that Jesus is not on the cross he came off the cross he was buried that bearing was he took what was pinned on the cross he took it off and buried it in the ground and said it's finished it's finished. it's over. And then he rose to show that it's finished. And when he rose up on that third day he had a new glorified body because remember on that cross they pierced him. they crowned him with thorns that went down into his head and caused the blood to come down from the crown of his head to the bottom of his feet and he was piercing his hands and his side and in in his feet and he was whipped with a whip of 37 stripes he was whipped with a whip of 37 stripes those 37 stripes cover every disease that has ever been and will ever come so by his stripes we are healed hallelujah Jesus that blood that was coming down from the crown of his head to the bottom of his feet was a purifying blood that says, you are free, you are cleansed, no more. Hallelujah, Jesus. That now, now we can say, Father, I plead the blood of Jesus over me from the crown of my head to the bottom of my feet. And nothing can get past that blood because it's a strong tower. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. He was pierced for everything that we will face so we don't have to face it anymore. It was done away with on the cross. All you got to do is enter into him. Enter into your mansion in him. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory. Hallelujah, Jesus. He did all of that. And the Father Made the sacrifice of giving up his beloved son just for us to be free from sin and death. And if you believe that, all oh, you have to say, Father, forgive me for I have sinned. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I want to be saved. I need you Jesus come into my life transform my life help me to see you in the light of your spirit I am tired of dealing with life and I know you have overcome every evil thing so I'm asking you father Let your son come into my heart and save me this day. God, I thank you for the gift of salvation. And I'm asking now for the gift of your spirit to come all over me and save me so I can walk in the knowledge of my savior, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. amen. I'm going to pray this prayer I wrote for the benediction, and I do want to share this data, but let me do the prayer benediction. Father, I pray that your word will reach down into our hearts and souls to feed us what you want us to have and to keep in our hearts, which will be the source of life. You are our life the first of all things, the end of all things, the beginning of life and the ending of life. Holy Spirit, help us to see through spiritual lens to be built up in faith and put on your weapons for our fight to be the good fight of faith. And our words will be edifying rather than dogmatic, discouraging, rude, crude, fearful, and hopeless, all of which stirs up from Satan and gives him the right to be in our ear with the only conversation he knows, lies, discouragement, destruction, and death. We give you praise for life and that more abundantly. We give you praise that we have ears to hear what the Spirit of God speaks. We praise you that we have our lamps are filled with oil for Jesus' return. We praise you that we are keeping our minds On you lord for perfect peace we praise you that the joy of the lord is our salvation that we don't have to want for any good or beneficial thing because you lord is our shepherd thank you for delivering us and from the power of darkness and translating us all into the glorious kingdom of the gospel of jesus christ in jesus name may you be blessed traveling mercies as you leave here And that you go and tell somebody about Jesus. In Jesus' name, Amen. amen.